You're listening to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. This podcast was created for the photographer looking to build a five or six figure photography business that allows them to live a well-balanced life. This podcast will provide you with marketing strategies, inspiring stories and interviews, and tips and tricks to scale your business. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I'm a family photographer, business coach, wife, and mama from Oklahoma. After riding the struggle bus while scaling my photography business for four years and also working a full-time job, I finally uncovered the strategies to reach massive profitability and success while living a life I'm absolutely obsessed with. Now I teach photographers how to do the very same thing in a fraction of the time it took me. I'm going to transform your photography business so that you can scale and create a consistent client base automate your systems and transition into becoming a full-time photographer who makes five figures and beyond. I want to help you navigate this overwhelming space so that you know what to charge, how to streamline your business, and how to market your business effectively. It's time to scale and create your most profitable, exciting, and fulfilling photography business of your dreams. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, Karima, I am so excited to have you on the show today, and mostly because I kind of just want to brag about you and all of the wonderful work that you do. We actually just wrapped up my branding and website design, which I am so excited is finally out for everyone to mesmerize and love as much (laughs) as I do. But for those who have never heard about you, can you just introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Karima and I am a brand and web designer. I design on Squarespace, show it. I work with mostly, you know, people in the wedding industry or just photographers, like those kind of just, you know, 50-50 split from just photographers of any types and specifically like stationary people, florists, like all of that good stuff. So it's been really, really fun. And yeah, I've been doing it basically full-time for like three years. And I know we connected, you know, a while ago. And so I'm so, so excited. We finally got to work together. And yeah, I live in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I have two very loud Dalmatians that you might hear at the background at some point. And yeah, I'm super excited to be here too. So thanks for having me on here. Of course. And you are kind of superwoman because didn't you move this week? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I moved in on Monday. I just bought a house. And so it has been so, so exciting. That's why right now I'm like, oh, I like turned off video when we first hopped on this Zoom call. I was like, it is chaos behind me. So. I can totally relate. Uh, Actually, I think everyone can. Moving is definitely exhausting. It's a process. It's all the emotions at once, but I'm glad that you get to celebrate this next chapter and hopefully you'll get to make lots of memories in your new home because that's always the best part of having a new home. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I love specifically about this episode is if you are listening to this in real time. We are in the new year. We are in January, 2022, and you are probably not having a fully booked calendar at this time. And that's okay. And I know that it can feel scary, especially for those of us that are located in the United States. It's typically winter for you. Things are slower. People are moving at a slower pace. And a lot of times people aren't spending as much money in January But what I love about the new year and this season is that right now 
we get to spend our time building the back end of our business so that, you know, one, two, three months in the future, we're ready for the fully booked calendar. We're ready to welcome clients in again. And so this episode is so timely and perfect because we're really going to talk about different ways to optimize this slower season. And a lot of these tips we're going to give you are website related. So I know you guys are going to be super excited about that. So Karima, I'm going to hand the mic over to you and let you start diving into some of the things that we should be optimizing in this slower season. Yeah. I think so many people, like you said, like automatically go into this like fear-based mindset when everyone's not so busy and your calendar is not booking up. But one, as like any sort of vendor in general for anything, you know, or service provider who is, you know, like a photographer or regardless of like what industry you're in, if you are like playing catch up from like, you know, the last two years with COVID and rebookings and everything, like it is such a good time to just like give yourself some grace and realize that this is such a blessing to be able to not have a fully booked calendar because you actually can work on the things that are going to move your business forward, you know, because if you are constantly just booked and like, you know, going, 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 it's really hard to actually take a step back and remember to do all of these important things and to actually take the time to do them right. So definitely look at it as like an opportunity to just kind of like grow. And these are the things that will, again, like move the needle forward, allow you to, you know, raise your prices, book more clients in the future. And so, you know, take the season with like some grace and just take a step back and know it's all for the best. And yeah. And with that, I think that there are obviously, you know, so many ways that you can spend your time. But again, I'm a big fan of like spending our time doing things strategically in ways that will move the needle forward. So the first thing is just really kind of like taking a simple dive into SEO on your site. And I think it's really easy to hear SEO and get like scared and overcomplicate it and overthink it. But really just like there are so many different basics and like just so many smaller things you can do that will really, really help you in the future. For example, make sure that your images are titled correctly. That is a really huge thing for SEO. And so when you're delivering like a family gallery, I know most photographers will put the family name, right? As the gallery. But instead of that, like make sure you put the title of the city you're in in there. Make sure that you put like that you are a family photographer, you know, like family session. And then you can even include their last name or whatever. That's fine. But then add the location. Like if you are doing it at a certain park or a certain city, whatever that is, like these are keywords that will help people find you. And as a photographer, you have so many images throughout your site, right? And so every single time that you title these images correctly, it allows you to be able to like be indexed for that through Google. So just doing that simple thing can be a major game changer. And with that too, just make sure that you are uploading the correct size of images I know a lot of photographers use like Pixie Set or PicTime or, you know, like Smug Mug and like just all of those different gallery softwares. But the beautiful thing about those is so often it will let you download them as web size. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm losing resolution with web size or whatever, but that is, that's necessary, right? Like it's necessary to do that because 
that one is going to allow your site to just load quicker, which is what Google takes into consideration when you know ranking your site. They want sites that give people the information, that load quickly, that have high performance rates. And so just making sure that you take the time to resize your images or download them all as websites. It can be so, so quick to do that. So those are two of the best tips, I think, for photographers and being able to really like, you know, optimize things for SEO. You and I briefly talked about this right before we started recording, but just make sure that your location is everywhere. People should not have to go to your site and wonder like, oh, I wonder where this person is located. Like it should be everywhere. It should be in one of the first lines of text. It should be in your footer. It should be, you know, like on your page titles at the very top. That is just one of the most like basic, but like overlooked things to do. Just let people know where you are. Yeah. I love that. All of those are great. And I will tell you, someone's probably thinking, oh my gosh, I need to go replace all of the images on my website. And I know that this seems like a big project, but then again, We're talking about optimizing our slower season, and I promise you it will pay off. Not everything is going to be instantaneous. And so even for me, like some of these tips, I'm going to have to go, you know, back to my website, make sure that did I title my images correctly? Did I add the locations? Are they websites or where in the heck did I actually get that image from for my website? So I know it can seem daunting, but again, I want to take you guys back to batching, which just means setting aside a chunk of time, typically two to three hours where you dedicate to this one project, you get in there, you get out and then it's done and then it's working for you. And then you can update this later in the year and switch it out for fresh images. So I just wanted to tell you that while this seems overwhelming, she started off with probably one of the best tips because you guys are always asking How in the world do I implement SEO? And these are so practical. And yes, it's going to take you a little bit of time, but if you'll start implementing this into 2022, whenever you are titling your images, instead of just giving them whatever number Lightroom generates for you, or instead of just titling it Jefferson family one, two, three, four, five, right? You can actually go in and go ahead and add in the SEO because your clients don't care what the title of their images are. Like they're going to download those puppies. They're never going to sit there and go, Oh, I wonder why she labeled it like that. So I just wanted to throw my two cents in there. No, absolutely. And I mean, honestly too, it goes kind of like perfectly as a transition in my second point, which is just updating like your galleries, your portfolio, your blog, because this is the really cool thing about like any business tips, right? It doesn't even mean that you have to necessarily like go back and add all this extra time. Like the best thing to do is moving forward, starting to implement it. Right. It's kind of like when you hear even just like, oh, the best workout is the one you're actually going to do. And so it's the same thing with this kind of stuff. Like if you know, you're not going to go back and do those things, then just go and kind of clean things up because having just a ton of blogs isn't helping you if you don't even do those types of sessions anymore, or your work has changed and your editing has changed. Like go back and just clean those up. You know, like if you have blogs from 2018 or whatever, where your style is completely changed, or maybe it's weddings, you know, like a wedding blog and you don't even do weddings, like just get rid of it. You know, like having more is not always ideal, especially from like a site performance rate. And it's just going to confuse people who land on your site. So just clean it all up, you know, go through your galleries, go through your 
old blog post. And so that way you can kind of start with almost this fresh slate where you actually can move forward and have all of these galleries that are uploaded correctly. And that's the beautiful thing too, is like when you're actually just exporting them or, you know, you can change the file name all at once and have them all be, you know, web size and download them with just a click of a button. And so it's a really easy habit to get into moving forward. And then once you kind of do that, it'll be really easy to go and, you know, correct any others. But I think it's just such a good thing to remember, like you don't have to do it all at once. It doesn't have to happen overnight, but it is one of those things. Like if you find yourself just sitting there like, okay, I'm not getting any inquiries. What can I do? It's a really good, easy way to kind of like, you know, make a big impact. So I think that, yeah, just making sure you adopt it, even looking at just your portfolio images and like your gallery images and just making sure that those are the images that you actually love. So many people were so busy this year, specifically photographers, you know, with so many different sessions that were rescheduled and all of that. So actually take time to like curate your favorite images and look through because I guarantee your favorite sessions are the ones that you want to attract more of, you know? And so making sure that you are putting those updated images and everything in your portfolio and getting rid of the ones that you may not want to attract anymore is so, so important too. Yeah. I have a quick question. And then you brought up a really good workflow that I want to share that people are welcome to steal. The first question is, For those photographers that are either pivoting, meaning they have really decided to niche down and maybe some of them are even moving in a direction where they only have like maybe two or three galleries of what they want their future galleries to look like and their future clients, or if they're brand new and are just getting started. I know the big thing is a lot of people are so insecure about the amount of galleries that they have. And I know earlier you said more is not always best. So I just would love to hear some of your encouragement. If someone doesn't have a hundred galleries to choose from, like someone like me, right, who is established eight years in, is it okay that they only are sharing maybe high quality images from three different galleries? What are your thoughts on that? I think that is a hundred percent. Okay. And it's honestly just one of those things too. Like when you think of a user experience and how people actually interact with your site and work, they're not going to go back 18 pages into your blog. For example, you're a family photographer, which means that you are working with people who have children. And when you have children, you are busy, right? Like you are literally like holding a baby, probably holding your phone, Googling like photographers near me for your family or checking Instagram and like doing it all while you're doing 15 other things. You do just not have the time to go through and look and like, you just want to see someone's website. You want to get the information you need. You want to know, okay, like this person has different styles of work. Okay. Like they, you know, have worked with families before they have good reviews, like whatever, just the basics but they're not going to necessarily have the time to just go through and do tons of tons of digging on your site. So having just quality images, you know, like we always hear it quality over quantity. And it plays into this too. Like people would rather just see what they need to see, see that you do a good job, see your editing style. And that is really all they need. And then what the beautiful thing is too, is like, 
if you do, you know, have tons of galleries, or if you just have a couple, you can always have these one-on-one interactions with a client where you can kind of say like, Hey, I've never shot something like that before, but I would really love to have something like that, you know, and like make it personal. Or if you're someone like you, you know, who does have hundreds of galleries, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have it on your site, but if someone reaches out and is like, Hey, have you ever done a, you know, I don't know, family session by the lake or something so specific. You can always pull that gallery, send them a link. Like it doesn't mean you have to have everything on your site. And even just thinking of it, like as an example for me, like portfolios in general are supposed to be kind of like tight and polished in your best work. And so if I had every project I'd done, people would not see the like more quality in depth projects that I want to showcase, right? Like that's the whole point of a portfolio. And so I've done so many projects for like realtors and just different industries that aren't in my portfolio. But if someone reaches out, I can always say like, Hey, like here's, you know, this specific link or here's something I want to show you that I'm attaching that may interest you, but I don't have to have it all on my website. I'm interrupting the show for just a quick minute. Building a profitable photography business takes hard work, but it doesn't have to feel overwhelming or impossible. If you're tired of feeling like a hot mess express, I've got just the solution for you. Introducing the From Broke to Booked Blueprint program. This is my signature course that teaches you how to build a profitable and purposeful photography business so you can avoid wasting your time and money trying to do it alone, which means you get to live a fuller life and have a photography business you're proud of. The blueprint includes a self-paced course with over 30 video lessons, a private student community, and lifetime access. I put my seven plus years of experience building my own photography business and helping over 150 photographers build theirs into this program so that you can do the same. For more information on this incredible program and community, head to brookjefferson.com slash blueprint program. Now back to the show. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I knew that's probably the way you were going to answer this, but I really wanted them to hear it from you. And even for me, like that's such confirmation for those of us that do have a ton of galleries and we're like, well, we really don't want to showcase every single one on our website. So that has me thinking like I could easily go back and narrow it down to like top 10 galleries of 2021 and use that for the first half of 2022. So I love that. And then the workflow that you made me think of, and it's so simple. It's almost like, why wasn't I doing that already? (laughs) So the cool thing is for me, at least for my workflow, when I'm done editing a gallery in Lightroom, I'm ready to export it over to the external hard drive so that I can upload it for my client to actually have. So what I do is I select all of the images that are going to their gallery. I name it and I tell it what sequence I want it to go in and then it exports and throws it into a folder. So right then and there, we've done that once. And I was thinking instead of having to go back and change the file name, because for me, I name everything with either their name and what the occasion was. And I do that for their filing system. So if they're ever looking through their saved folders, they can easily find which session from me they're looking for. So that's just like my personal preference. Well, then I'm thinking, how can I take your tip from the 
SEO basics and put that onto my website. So that way they're separate, but I don't have to worry about renaming them in the future. So what I'm going to start doing is when I'm done exporting their images over into the folder, I'm going to open another folder on my computer that is going to specifically be for websites. It's going to say like update website. And then I will go select my five favorite images that I want to pull from. I'll select those five and I'll export it. But I'm going to change the file name to the SEO basics that you just gave us. And then it will be in that folder. And then when I go to my gallery hosting site, I can have, again, my very own gallery and it could have multiple images if I want it to. And then, you know, maybe like once a quarter, I can download them all as websites and then go switch them out. That's just a workflow that in my brain was very happy to kind of put together and implement <laughs> this. And so guys, steal it, take it, do whatever you want with it. But that's how I'm going to be able to get into the flow of this so that I can keep up on my website. So I just wanted to share that really quickly. Yeah, I love that. And like you said, like it really is so simple when you break it down and those are always the best workflows. And so for example, it's like just as a very quick, you know, way to like tag something too for anyone wondering, it's like that you're in Chicago, right? And you are doing a session like by the water downtown, literally just name it like Chicago family session downtown. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but then if people are searching this because they want inspiration, even for their session, like that is indexed and your image could pop up and then they could find you. So super, super simple. And yeah, so I love it. And then just to like, I'm going to something simple next again, because I know you just said it's almost like an aha thing, like, duh, I should do this. And it's so easy, but just double check your links, like literally double check your links, double check mobile. It is so simple. But one time I had someone come to me, I'm not kidding, who was a client of mine, who was a photographer. And they were like, I love my site, but like, for some reason I'm just not booking and I'm not kidding. We went through and we just get, it's kind of like when you hear, Oh, like the TV's not working, turn it off and turn it back on. And then it works. Like it's basically the same thing. And I was like, that's weird. You know, like the site was great. And so we literally clicked through and then we realized that the link she had to schedule a call with her was broken. Like her Calendly link was broken. And it was such a simple thing that she was like beating herself up about. And it's just one of those things, like if you had caught it sooner, you wouldn't have to have people go through that extra thing. So like check the links in your Instagram bio, make sure they're working, check the links to contact you, even just go on your contact page and submit a fake form, make sure that they're going to the right place and not spam. Again, I know it's one of those things that you're like, oh, I don't need to do that. But like, just take five seconds and do it because sometimes we accidentally like go and change URLs or do something and we don't even notice it and think about like all of the backlinks to it. So literally just check your links. I've seen this happen so many times where people like update their site or, you know, make some changes. And then with that, they don't realize that they have to go and like update their buttons. So just double check your buttons, double check mobile. Yeah. Super simple. For sure. And I've been a victim of that too. I've had lots of messages, especially if we ever promote something on the podcast if we've ever, you know, switched over to a different website, which this is something that I'm going to have to update as well, make sure everything is working. We have all these links and I've had many messages where people are like, it says it can't be found. Like this isn't working. Can you send me a correct link? And we're all guilty of it. And we just need to make sure. And also something else we're switching over to the new year. So for those of you that are using 
a client management system or a booking calendar of some sort, you know, whether that's Irisworks, HoneyBook, whatever, make sure that it's the right calendar because if they click on a calendar that you're no longer using, because I get a new calendar every single year, I will just, you know, stop using the one for 2021 and now I'll be using one for 2022. Well, if I still have my 2021 calendar linked, then it's going to show up that there's no available bookings and then that's just money out the window. So just make sure that you guys really do double check your links because it happens to all of us. Yes. And also just as a very like quick thing to go off of that too, create a 404 page redirect, right? So this sounds like complicated or whatever, but like, for example, if you're using Squarespace, you can just simply go in and there's a 404 page and you can customize it. And so what happens is anytime someone goes to a broken link, for example, like say that they're going to carrymacreative.com slash contact, but I, I changed it to contact me, you know, and the URL is broken, it will take them to a 404 page. So what you can do is make this automatically just go to your contact page or your homepage or something else instead of it just saying error page not found, because that's not going to make anyone want to click on any other pages. They're going to be like, oh, the site's broken. Let me exit. But automatically with literally one click and show it or Squarespace or any platform you're on, like you can Google how to set up a 404 page. It'll have step-by-step. It'll take five minutes. And then anytime there is a broken link, it'll automatically take them somewhere else so they can at least navigate to the right page. I love it. I love it. So far, so good. Okay. Do we have any other tips that we want to cover for optimizing our slower season? I think just as a final thing, like one of the other things that is really, really helpful as something to think about, because it's one of those things we constantly push to the back burner is literally just updating your templates, right? Like take the time Look at your pricing guide. If you have like a pricing guide PDF, when's the last time you updated it? Have you updated those testimonials from when you very first started? Are the images still the ones that you created when you first created it? If you don't have one, now's a really good time to like take the time. I know you have like an amazing shop with all of these amazing templates people can easily customize. Like take the time to do those now because those again are the little things that will make you stand out from the other people. And like having these things up to date, just show that credibility and that quality in your business when you go to send them. So having your updated work from maybe your busy season that you're finally like, Oh, I want to update it and have like my best work. Do those things, you know, even checking like your Instagram templates, like things like that, just maybe take a few minutes and like, really just work on updating those and like changing the text and then making sure the information's accurate. So that way you can like have like this full confidence when you send people, you know, like a prep guide or a welcome guide or a pricing guide. And you know, like, okay, everything in there is accurate. You don't have to worry about like going in and doing it last minute when you're busy. And so it's a perfect time to just kind of update all of those things. I love it. This is actually one of my favorite projects to work on because it's fun. I mean, it's kind of a mindless activity at first Mm -hmm. because you're changing out colors and fonts. And one thing that I thought about was in my client prep guide, my locations are always changing. So there's certain locations that will either become like oversaturated and like everyone's there all the time. So I no longer want to use it or something will happen and we no longer have permission to use something. It just depends. So my locations are changing all the time. So that's one thing that I try to update at least twice a year because I've had several people that are like, oh, I want to do this location. And then I'm like, ah, snap, like we can't use that location. So that's something to think about too. And if you're like, what templates 
I have a template shop. You are welcome to go look at it at shopbrookjefferson.com. There are prep guides, style guides after the session. You've got your investment. I mean, there's a bundle. You can have all of them. So check that out if you want one that's 75% of the work is already done for you and you just need to pop in your own images and words. You can do that or you can create your own as well, whatever floats your boat. So Okay. Wow. This is so good. We now have a checklist of things that we can be working on. And what I love about everything we talked about is these are things that we dedicated days to each of these action steps inside of the challenge that we're running all month long inside of the Facebook group. So I just love that it's so complimentary. It is just showing people exactly what to do. And if we do all of these things, we're only helping our business. We're helping our inquiries. We're helping more potential clients convert into clients. And I'm just so, so excited. So Thank you for all of your knowledge. Now, I'm sure people are like, how do we get more from Karima? So where can people follow you, connect with you and get more of your awesome guidance? Yeah, absolutely. And also this just popped in my head and I just want to say it quickly because I think this is also a really, really good thing to do. Reach out to past clients for testimonials. Like that's something I think so many photographers forget to do when they're yes. busy. So literally just say like, Hey, go leave me a review on Facebook or Google. And like, okay. So that was a quick thing. I was like, I, I need, to, need to drop that in real quick. And then, yeah, I am over on Instagram at karima.creative. You can, you know, find me at karimacreative.com. I have a podcast, creative minds think alike. And yeah, I'm usually just always on Instagram. So <laughs> yes. And I love it. And guys, if you get a second, go check out my branding and website. It's all her. I'm just here loving it. And you guys have seen a little bit of it sprinkled in over the last month or so. But now that the website is live, I want you to go check it out. Go grab a free resource and then head over to her podcast, head over to her Instagram and look at all of the amazing design work that she has done. If you are in the market for someone to take over your branding and website, I highly recommend reaching out to her before she books up for the year. So do that. And again, Karima, thank you so much. This was awesome. And I can't wait to work on some of the stuff myself. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.